welcome to our next big thing podcast series. Um, today I'm joined by Associate Professor um, Lynette Chia, who focuses on engineering systems and design mm-hmm. at the Singapore University of Technology and Design. And you know, you're currently leading the Sustainable um, Urban Mobility Research Group as well. So mm-hmm. Professor Chia, I just want to thank you again for taking the time to join me today. Yeah, I'm very happy to. Thank you. Um, so, you know, your research focuses on as well, um, developing, you know, data-driven models and tools, um, which look at, you know, how we can reduce environmental impacts, you know, of transportation and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, I'm curious to know what, what exactly, you know, about that specific field made you want to get started in it, made you want to pursue it further? Yeah, uh, thanks again for, for having me on, on, on the podcast. So, I actually started out with an interest in uh, environmental engineering. So very keen on sustainability, you know, environmental impacts. So thinking about how we can clean up our industrial processes. Um, It's actually quite uh, interesting. I ended up working with a mechanical engineering professor when I was doing my PhD. And then he suggested I look into sustainable transportation. So that's how I ended up looking at transport systems and examining the impact of how we move people and, and goods around. Um, it might help for me to explain engineering systems, you know, which is um, the department that I'm part of. So engineering systems looks at complex technical systems with an eye on the interactions between the different subcomponents and how different users interact with it. So while there's a focus on the use of technology in these systems, we're also concerned with the social aspects, the economic aspects. So other than the transport system, other examples of systems include supply chains, healthcare delivery, and energy systems. So we use some um, simulations and model, models to, to, to better understand how to design, manage, and, and operate these systems. Hmm. And what do you think, um, for those who might not be familiar with, with your field um, in particular, what do you think are the misconceptions about perhaps, you know, sustainable development in bigger urban areas, for example, what, what do you think mm. are some of the misconceptions? Right, right. So when we're trying to achieve sustainable urban mobility, I think many people might think about, oh, greener cars, like electric cars, right? So mm-hmm. there's a lot of focus on electric mobility now. So EVs are indeed cleaner than conventional cars, right, that use internal combustion engines and run on fossil fuels. But when it comes to big cities, you know, where a lot of people live, uh, the main solution is not really cleaner cars for, for private use because this helps with incremental efficiency, efficiency gains. Mm-hmm. But to get like these transformative results, we need to really manage travel demand. So we need good quality um, mass transit or public transport. And we have to make these transit options attractive and viable for uh, urban environments. So this would be good for the environment, good for creating more livable spaces um, in, in a city environment transit actually works out really well because it can thrive with the sufficient density of, of people and activities in, in the city. Um, other than public transport, we can also promote uh, non-motorized modes like walking and cycling in cities. Right. So this is also a good idea and much cleaner and good for human health. Hmm. And you mentioned, you know, um, as part of some of the misconceptions, you know, you mentioned, you know, to make some of these solutions attractive. Um, what, like, what, can you elaborate on, on what you mean by that? Yeah, so we have to make um, it, I guess, when you're comparing taking public transport versus driving a private car, we have to make it, you know, clean, efficient, um, affordable. So these are sort of the goals that we should have to, to promote uh, the use of public transport. Mm. 
Um, and, you know, um, so just to touch on again, you know, some of your research um, focuses again on sustainable urban mobility and, you know, some of the tools that we can use to reduce environmental impacts. Um, what, uh, what, what do you think are some things that bigger cities, you know, specifically overpopulated cities, perhaps, you know, I'm thinking of like New York City or, you know, overpopulated cities can can start doing to become more sustainable because I know you know your research is is focused in on Singapore itself so by looking at at Singapore you know what what can other cities do to to start mm -hmm. becoming more sustainable yeah yeah um I think like like I mentioned earlier the emphasis on providing alternatives to private car use is, is always a good idea for for cities I think as cities develop you know they can sort of choose different pathways um, you know, pursuing like one that is more dependent on the automobile, which wouldn't be as ideal versus one where, you know, we have these, all these alternative modes that are hopefully as attractive as taking a private car. Mm. Um, if we can promote shared rides, it's also better than, again, uh, promoting car ownership and then using that primarily for, for only a single driver, for example. Mm. Yeah. And what do you what do you think are some of the challenges when it comes to trying to implement sustainable solutions in in bigger in bigger cities? What do you think are some of the challenges going forward? Yeah, yeah, I think um, it's always a challenge trying to balance this trade off between okay, you know, uh, um, we can we can pursue a sustainable uh, like a mobility path uh, versus all the different growth needs that are happening. So in cities, we're always competing for for space. Usually, that's the main constraint, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we we need land for, for buildings, for homes, for, for industry, uh, and then also for, for roadways, right? So um, I think it has to be very deliberate at the beginning uh, to think about offering uh, public transport systems, networks, and how to make it, again, more, more efficient and, and uh, uh, attractive. Mm. Um, and how do you, you know, when, when we talk about something like, um, you know, becoming sustainable, like you said in the beginning, is like people think of electric cars or like, you know, walking more or, you know, biking more or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. how, how do you, what, how, um, are there ways that people can become more interested in a topic like this, as broad as this? Like, how can people become more interested in, in, in finding solutions to become sustainable? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think as, as individuals, you know, we are often making daily transport decisions, right? Like, what mode should I take? How should I get to where I need to be? What trip should I make? Um, I think it, it even starts at the very beginning, like, oh, should I even make a trip at all? <laughs> so like, right now we're having a, a podcast uh, interaction virtually. And, and it seems like with the pandemic situation, a lot of interactions have been made virtual, more, more virtual, right? We go to school online, we can work from home. And, and so on. So managing demand is, is, is a key, key thing. So we can all make these individual choices where, where possible, you know, mm. if, if it's possible to avoid making a trip, we can consider that. Um, other individual decisions can be things like sharing a ride with others instead of, uh, again, driving alone in, in a private car, um, which is really a, a, a luxury to have. But, uh, right. you know, in cities, if everyone does that, then it makes it really difficult to manage the congestion that comes alongside with mm. that. Um, yeah, so again, taking, uh, taking public transport options, if you can bike, I think that's a, actually a very attractive uh, mode, right? If, mm -hmm. if there's a safe place, space, space for, for bicycles to be within the city, I think that can be a very uh, uh, good mode to, to promote. Um, 
living in a, in a city where you have all these amenities nearby also suggests that you don't have to get too far in order to look to mm. find what you're looking for, right? To meet a friend or to pick up your groceries, things like that. Um, so I think individual choices are, are there. And then from the authority side, right? So when the city planners and urban planners think about mm. sustainable urban mobility, this ties up very closely with, with land users and how we plan spaces and where to site um, you know, the city centers and the core and, and also in the suburbs, right? How do we plan it such that, again, people have access to what they're looking for without needing to travel across the city. Mm. So um, all that has to be thought of carefully. And, you know, you're talking about um, planning and, and what needs to be done in the future. Um, where do you think we're headed in terms of, in terms of um, becoming more sustainable in the future? I know every, every city has its own, you know, regulations in terms of, you know, how can we, you know, what solutions we can use depending on, depending on transportation, etc. So where do you think we're headed in terms of, in terms of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see a lot of um, positive movement, actually. Many cities do want to be greener, do want to have offer like uh, green spaces for, for the, the residents and, mm. and um, are actively trying to promote it. I think the struggle is always, again, this, this trade-off, right, between balancing growth and, and these, uh, these competing, competing needs. Um, but, but I'm very encouraged. I, I see many cities that are very, being very deliberate, actually, to you know, promote public transport and and so on, sometimes making it uh, very affordable. So some cities have offered free public transport um, in some places to, in order to promote that. So I think this is, uh, is, is very positive and I'm very encouraged to see uh, these, these movements. And do you think there's more to be done? You know, I know there's, like you said, there's, there's different cities doing different things to, to implement sustainability, but um, do you think there's more to be done? Um, there's always work, <laughs> so it's a very hot topic, uh, and I always welcome people to come join us, you know, to, to, to look at, uh, you know, research or technologies or even solutions, right? So if there are ideas to, to, to develop. I mean, I've been teaching um, urban transportation to, to the students in my university for, for, for the past few years, and every year I have to refresh the material because there's always new right. uh, companies that are coming into the space, new technologies that have an impact on the way we, we share our rides or, um, uh, or stay up to date on like uh, the state of the transport system. So um, it's, it's, it's always, it's a it's expanding field. So definitely there's, there's a lot more work and it's quite exciting actually as a, as a field to, to get into. Hmm. And what do you, and what do you say for, for people that, that, or for students or younger people that want to become a part of, a uh, part of this um, sustainable sustainable solutions to, to mm-hmm. improve our world and to make and to make it a better place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean there are so many disciplines that are involved. I mean we need engineers, we need entrepreneurs, we need uh, behavioral uh, scientists, social science <laughs> sciences policy makers. You know, so um, it's definitely a very interdisciplinary topic given how transportation at its core is fundamentally about human behavior and how humans want to move around, right? So I think there's many ways to contribute. I mean, depending on your discipline and interest, um, we can always find a way to you know, have an impact in the cities that, that you belong to. Hmm. And do you feel like there's more, um, I, I, would, I would think so too, but do you think there's, there's more interest in like the younger population that, that wants to be a part of, of you know, what can we do to become more, more sustainable? Like, do you, do you see that the younger population being more um, interested in this? 
Yes, yes, definitely. Um, I would say, and I would say more recently too, I, I, there's definitely more, I, I detect or sense more, more interest among the young, among the students, to like, hey, what can we do? Uh, how can I use my skills towards making my environment and my community uh, greener and, and so on? So it's, it's very good, it's very encouraging. Um, at the same time, sometimes it takes, it's a bit of a step, right? Sometimes people commit to say, I'm willing to uh, be more environmentally conscious. Uh, but right. converting that statement to actions is sometimes the, that big step. <laughs> so you mm -hmm. need to first be aware of the different ways and then, you know, maybe find out a little bit more about it and then actually doing it, executing and maintaining <laughs> maintaining mm -hmm. those commitments, right? Uh, if I commit to avoiding taking a taxi and taking the bus instead, and then and so continuing to do that would, would be good. Right. And you said, you know, recently... Um, you just mentioned, you know, recently the younger the younger generation has sort of um, grasped onto this idea of like of again sustainability. Um, where do you think that shift? Uh, what where do you think that shift happened? You know, in terms of like this now younger generation wants to be a part of like, you know, making yeah. making better choices. Right, right. I think it happened gradually, but maybe in recent times a little bit more more rapidly. I think there's more media attention to it, um, but. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change has been putting out many reports and that, and that could also have influenced maybe some, uh, some people to start thinking about it more, more carefully and, and motivating it. Um, I think global events also often spark changes when we observe some of the changes in you know, the weather conditions or you know, some of the, the issues that, that are a result of the way we interact with the environment. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that also inspires action. Hmm. And what are you what are you currently working on? I know you said you you've been teaching, but like what is there any upcoming projects that you're currently working on right now? Hmm. Yeah, we've been looking at a project recently on um, urban freight transportation. So this is the movement of goods in cities. So again, with the pandemic, we see a lot of interest in e-commerce, a lot of people ordering things online. And this results in a lot of uh, home deliveries. Hmm. And um, as a result of that, there's sometimes some congestion also resulting from the you know, delivery trucks or delivery vans moving around the city. So we've been investigating this a little bit more and also looking at solutions like um, cleaner vehicle modes that can replace those diesel trucks. Right. Um, or operations-wise, how can we consolidate some of these trips? Um, so yeah, we've been investigating this a bit more. Well, I just want to... Um you know, wish you luck with, with everything that you're, that you're continuing to do. I know, like, I'm, I'm interested in this, and I hope our listeners can learn more from this, too. But, um, Professor, I just want to thank you again for taking the time to chat with me today. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me again. It's, a, it's been a pleasure. Okay, thank you so much, and uh, have All a right. great day. I really appreciate it.